Good day, everyone. How we do? You're welcome to Kingdom Discuss. And I'm your host, Eromana Michael. So we'll be going through the book of, um, touching down on the book of Daniel, chapter 6, from verse 1 to 28. So, I read. Darius thought it would be a good idea to choose 120 governors who would rule his kingdom. He chose three men as supervisors over those governors, and Daniel was one of those supervisors. The supervisors were to ensure that the governors did not try to cheat the king. Daniel showed that he could do the work better than the other supervisors and governors. So the king planned to put Daniel in charge of the whole kingdom. Because of this, the other supervisors, governors, tried to find reasons to accuse Daniel about his work in the government, but they could not find any wrong with him or any reason to accuse him because he was trustworthy and not lazy or dishonest. Finally, this man said, we will never find any reason to accuse Daniel unless it is about the law of God. I just want you to take note of that. They followed him, they scoped him, they saw the king was pleased with his work, and they tried to see how they can find a fault with him, but they couldn't. So they thought the best way is follow his spirituality, his righteousness, the God he served, and use that to give him a trap, which they believe he would definitely fall. So I continue. So the supervisors and governors went as a group to the king and said, King Darius, live forever. The supervisors, assistants, governors, the people who advise you, and the captains of the soldiers have all agreed that you should make a new law for everyone to obey. For the next 30 days, no one should pray to any god or human except you. O king, anyone who doesn't obey will be thrown into the lion's den. Now, O king, make the law and sign your name to it so that it cannot be changed, because then it will be a law of meds and passions and cannot be cancelled. So King Darius signed the law. The king actually just came. I think this, this actually... Sometimes when you have bad cancers, you don't understand, but they just put your, your pride on the line and all of a sudden you have to consent with it because it felt, okay, let's see how the people will be loyal to the king. So when they threw it on the table of the king, he had to sign because he never thought, you know, it's going to affect Daniel. I continue. Even though Daniel knew that the new law had been written, he went to pray in an upstairs room in his house which had windows that opened towards Jerusalem three times each day. Daniel would, kneel down. Daniel would kneel down to pray and thank God, just as he always has done. Now Daniel is coming out and is defiling the rules, going ahead to pray to his God. Because why? That, that has been his tradition. He always makes sure that in each day, he kneels down and prays to God. I continue. Then those men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and talked to him about the law he had made. They said, 
Didn't you sign a law that says no one may pray to any god or human except you, O king? Doesn't it say that anyone who doesn't obey during the next 30 days will be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, Yes, that is the law, and the law of the men's and the passions cannot be cancelled. Then they said to the king, Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is not paying attention to you, O king, or to the law you signed. Daniel still prays to his God three times every day. The king became very angry and upset when he heard this. He wanted to serve, he wanted to save Daniel, and he worked hard until sunset trying to think of ways to save him. Then those men went as a group to the king. They said, Remember, O king, the law of men and passion says that no law or command given by the king can be changed. So King Darius gave the order and Daniel was brought in and thrown into the lion's den. So before I go further, I just wanted to, to take note of this because we are having a discourse right here, kingdom discourse, which talks about us discussing the word of God and having understanding of what actually transpired. If you remember from the beginning, we talked about the fact that the king was creating governors and also supervisors to supervise the governor. So in doing that, the process actually now brought Daniel to limelight because he was doing the work very well supervising the governor. So he became the favorite of the king. And because of that, these, super, these other supervisors and, and governors and captains conspired against him. Now they've set up a law and Daniel praying to his God has violated that law. The king was even looking at how to spare Daniel because he knew Daniel was really loyal and faithful. But because he had already signed it into law, they were putting pressure on him to ensure that Daniel faced the consequences for breaking the law. So let's proceed. The king said to Daniel, May the God you serve all the time save you. A big stone was brought and placed over the opening of the lion's den. Then the king used his signet ring and the rings of his royal officers to put seal, special seal on the rock. This ensured that no one would move the rock and bring Daniel out. The king Darius. Then King Darius went back to his palace. He did not eat that night. He did not have anything entertaining brought to him and he could not sleep. The next morning, King Darius got up at dawn and hurried to the lion's den. As he came near the den, he was worried. He, he called out to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the Most High Living God, has your God that you always worship been able to save you from the lions? Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel to close the lion's mouth. They have not hurt me because my God knows I am innocent. I never did anything wrong to you, O king. King Darius was very happy and told his servant to lift Daniel out of the lion's den. So they lifted him out and did not find any injury on him because Daniel had trusted in his God. Then the king commanded that the men who had accused Daniel be brought to the lion's den. They, their wives and their children were thrown into the den. The lions grabbed them before they hit the floor of the den 
and crushed their bones. What a story. Before I read the last chapter, verse, I just want to say this. You can see what has happened here. They thought the lion was going to devour Daniel overnight. Only the king was really, you know, was in fear because he knew that in as much as Daniel violated this, this rule, Daniel was never the type to disobey. He is the type that will always live up to expectation and do his best. And as God would have it, punishing Daniel was putting his God to the test. And then God was able to close the mouth. God closed the mouth of the lion. And throughout the night till the next morning, they never touched Daniel. And that made the king very happy. So let me conclude. And you can see going forward, the king later in that Furiosity that, you know, these people, they wanted to take the life of this, my faithful servant. He condemned everyone that conspired against Daniel to death. Their family, their wives, and their children. And that is how God does. When God wants to come after your enemy, he doesn't come after one person and leave other people. God comes after those who are ganging up against you and make sure that he lay a curse on them. That will make you understand that the way God operates is not the way man operates. And when God wants to fight for you, he fights for for you in totality. Hallelujah. Let me conclude. Then King Darius wrote a letter to all people and all nations, to those who spoke every language in the world. He said, I wish you great peace and wealth. I am making a new law for people in every part of my kingdom. All of you must fear and respect the God of Daniel. Daniel's God is a living God. He lives forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. God rescues and saves people and does mighty miracles in heaven and on earth. He is the one who saved Daniel from the power of the lion. So Daniel was successful during the time King Darius was the king and when Cyrus, the Persian, was king. Hallelujah. You can see what happened. Because of what God did in the life of Daniel for sparing his life, the king had to rewrite the law for everybody not to even pray to him again or to pray to any gods in the land, but to pray to the God of Daniel. You can see how standing with God, standing faithful to God, following the word of God, following the scripture, doing what he has commanded you to do. We make others who are even trying to gang up against you see the God in you and change their ways to follow the God you follow. The king is not directing everybody. He directed everybody to the God of Daniel because it is only that kind of God that can spare a man from the claws of lion. It can never be done. No matter, they know, he even knew. He said, ah, you can tell that his, his, his reaction tells the, 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 the picture that even the gods they serve cannot spare anybody from the lion. You know, cannot spare anybody from the claws of the lion. So in that, it was like, no, everybody must serve the God that Daniel served. So it means with implementation of that, Daniel praying three times in a day, everyone under the king would thus be praying three times in a day. And I'm telling you, during that reign, definitely they will be expecting peace. They will be expecting tranquility, which they are definitely going to have. Because you can tell that it says in in chapter 28 that Daniel was successful during the time of Darius. It means God was with them and the whole city. 
because they turn to the God of Daniel. That is what we are supposed to be doing. That is what we are meant to do as children of God. Never compromise your faith. Never compromise your righteousness. Never compromise your service to God. Always stay true. No matter how they gang up against you, you can see what they said. They didn't even report Daniel to the king as one of the supervisors. They actually reported him to the king as, as, a, as one of the slaves of Judah, which the king captured. You can see how they degraded him. They wanted to humiliate him because they felt like, you know, he's not supposed to be in our category. He's not supposed to be a supervisor. A lot of people, you are in a, you, you are in a position right now. You might be in a position where a lot of people feel like you did not warrant that position. You didn't merit that position, but God put you there. So you must understand that the God that puts you in that position wants you to stay firm with him, wants you to follow him, understand him, and stick with him. Because whenever time of pressure, whenever times of trials and tribulation will arise, he is the one that will fight for you. Not whatever you think you can do. No, not whatever you think you know. It is that God that brought you there, that promoted you there, that will exonerate you, that will vindicate you during the times of trials. So I'm telling you today in this discourse that according to this scripture, you should never lose faith in God. You should always stand with God. You should always be at the right side with God in anything you do in life. Because you can see this, it was at the line of duty. That was where they, they were trying to conspire to take the life of Daniel. And he was vindicated because why God was with him. So God will always be with us. And I, and I want to enjoy every one of us continue knowing that God, serving that God, and ensure that you never lose focus of his kingdom in the name of Jesus. I repeat once again, I, I, we, we, our kingdom discourse this evening was from the book of Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 to 28. You can take a look at that for yourself and be blessed as you do in the name of Jesus. Until I come your way again, stay blessed and have a great day.